When you have a great book by a great author, the discussion just flows naturally. Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty is that book for us in this episode. As promised, here is part two of our discussion about crazy ass Savannah and the fallout from her choices. Enjoy. So was it cool to swap husbands and wife with your friends back then or what? That's just a catch up. That's just a hook. Was it cool? We didn't talk about that. Was thank, it cool? thank you for going back to it because I was, was coming it, back was to it. Cool? it. They had it a must show, have been. <laughs> 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 they swinging it was the 70s, so. Swing it swinging It's still heavy now. Wait, wait. If you on the circuit, it's heavy now. What I laughed at was. just undercover now. When Sam was talking to that investigator, to Christina, he's like, George just made the punch too strong. So she wasn't in her right mind. Blame it on the alcohol. I ain't mad at her. She kissed somebody, so what? Blame it on the alcohol. Somebody been kissing somebody. We just heard about. We went somewhere for five days. Where he was? Five days. Five days. Go back to where you came from. Oh my God. Shalita say no, sir. Shalita say that. She will be on the lawn. The doors will be locked. She had betrayed him. He chose to still love her. Let's talk about choice. This is a classic example of grace and love to me in a relationship. For better or worse, even though you did this foul stuff, essentially took away my dreams. I still chose to love you. A, is love a choice? And then B, did Joy and Stan really love each other? Did he love a good, uh, honey? I think, yeah, absolutely. Love is a choice because you got to choose every day. I'm going to yes. come in here and do what I need to do every day. Yeah. So no matter how many times he walked out on her, she was choosing to ignore it. Mm-hmm. She said she couldn't even think and about it. And cannot think about it. 
to for the sake of their marriage. And so there's a lot of choices in marriage. You yeah. know, you, you gotta some sacrifices. You gotta choose to do your best. You gotta choose to do what's best for the good. Yeah. Even if it's not always what you think is right, you gotta choose to do what's best for the good of the order because that's the only way it's gonna sustain. Yeah. It has to be a partnership. And I think once, well, I don't know if we're gonna get to that, but I think once she came back, Stan had some realizations too. Like even the whole pillow up the carpet. You know what I mean? Like I think him, you know, having that realization, finally coming to listening and rethinking all the things she complained about like Latoya was saying she did verbalize something mm-hmm. and I think that was his way of acknowledging I hear you Yeah, like simply pulling up that carpet meant so much to her like she wasn't asking for a trip or she wasn't asking for something extravagant financially she wasn't doing any of that her thing was simply acknowledge me acknowledge my feelings and I think him pulling up that carpet was that finally he hurt mm-hmm. Why, why Joe walking in like a G? Like, oh, yeah. you finally took the carpet out. Oh my God, After all this time. And yeah. she didn't even know she was a murder victim. Mm-hmm. Didn't really off your grid. I still just like that she harassed Christina for a while. Like, what if I didn't come back? What you gonna do to my man? <laughs> and dig after she went away. <laughs> <laughs> Can parents with more than one child have favorites? The Delaney kids were split on whether their dad was innocent. Why was this the case? I think Brooke was just a daddy's girl off the rip. Like I just said about my other friend, I don't care what he do. Like I'm rolling with him. You know, I, I'm just picking him. I don't care what he do. Even if and she say that. Even if he was guilty, you know, she ain't, I ain't gonna just father. turn my right. back on. I'm gonna get him a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to figure this out because I know he loves our mama. Some went wrong. So even if he guilty, I ain't walking out on him. And that's good to assist. But I think all kids think that since their parents have a favorite. I know I didn't, but, that, but Devin and Carrie assumed we have favorites. But it's not that you parent your kids differently based on their needs. Like what one need and what the other need is totally different. Mm-hmm. So you give differently and they see it as favoritism, but it's not. It's like each kid got their own thing. And I never understood that till I had two children. My mother was one of eight. So I used to be like, how y'all raised in the same house and just so opposite different. And I see that because I have two total opposite kids. So I don't think it's fair. I think kids interpret it no different than Troy interpreted what his dad said. I think they internalize that. Now, flip side, there are parents who aggressively pay, play favors. And I have that in my family where I see that parents aggressively play favors. So does that exist? But I don't think that existed here. Yeah. I don't think that they aggressively play favors. See, I don't even think it's about favorites. I just think it's personalities and who you feel comfortable with yes but that's what i'm saying i think yeah. i've seen those parents play favorites i've yeah, seen I, it aggressive parents who have but i just I think that in this case i don't think that was it well i even say with me and my sister i think my mama love us the same like i don't think she loved me more than she loved kendra or she loved kendra more than she loved me but i think kendra is probably her favorite like just because they talk more, they do, they that interact make them more. A favorite. Yeah, that's not that's a, a favorite. That is not a favorite. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. You know this recording. You know this recording. I'm just letting you know this going out to the No, I, like I said, I think, I think Kendra is my mom's favorite. I, I agree. That doesn't mean they're loved any different mm-hmm. or any 
last or anymore. You love them the same. You love them just as hard. So yeah, it's gonna be some one that you like more mm-hmm. and one that you don't. I mean, that's just that's just how that is. I cause well, I don't know, and maybe because I just got the two girls, but I just think me and Devin and me and Karen have two totally different relationships. Like the stuff I talked to Carrington about, me and Devin don't talk about. The stuff me and Devin talk about, we so I I just don't think I just it's situational. It's what yeah. each kid needs. Like see, that's why I say I have to parent each of them is totally yeah. different, totally different. So to me, well, but to your point, I hear them say stuff like that all the time. Like you know, this is how so and so's favorite, or this is who they feel as favorites against me and Delvin. Like they literally said, you know, this is who you know we favor at a particular moment. But I think it's situational. I think it's different when they're younger and middle age. When they older, I just think it's different. Well, I know I've heard your mama say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely heard I that um, parents favor the kids who they have, who they don't have the most issues with. Mm-hmm. You know, those who are easier to love. They don't have. They're not combative. Like I've, I've definitely heard that before. I've heard people say that. Yeah, because the one you don't want to admit it, but yeah, I mean, uh, even like with my, with my, like with Ali, like y'all know, I love him. It was three of them, but Ali was the middle, and he was such a tough kid that my nanny had to show him so much love. Like she had to give him more love just because of who he was as a person. But I know she loved the other two, you know, just as much. But he got more attention. And as kids, sometimes I don't care how old you get, yes. you just be like, yeah, because yes. yeah, just like I said, me, we tease. I'll tell Kendra right now, she's my mama's favorite child, you yes. know. But I'm way up here in Ohio. I don't talk to her as much. Her and Kendra talk every day. That's who their relationship is. I just don't have that same relationship with her. But I don't think she loves us any different. Right. But I think when you hear people say that, it insinuates that perhaps. And I think that's the difference. And like it's a distinction, like Tanya said. Uh, as a mother, you love all your children fiercely, but do you have a closer or better relationship with one that can be signified as a favorite, or you can just simply say, well, I do have a word favorite. favorite. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Well, and kids use the word favorite. Yeah. But like in, in, in um, this Christmas, the mom, what did it say? My favorite, whoever I'm talking to at that time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because everybody say, baby, the favorite, you know, whatever. So you got two kids, do you have a favorite? No, I don't. You already know them baby children raised themselves. Like, and that's another reason why I say Kendra was the favorite because stuff that I couldn't do, Kendra could do. Yeah, get away with murder. They get away with murder. That's what my mama said. I'm just tired. I ain't got the energy to put me Y'all eight, nine years apart. I ain't got time to still do that. Them number twos be them no living soldiers. Yes, <laughs> I think that that's the case. I think that you just didn't see what your mother did with you because you, you know you can see it now that as a second child, so you see yeah the, the relationship, yeah. but you wasn't able to experience that because you was the only child or you were the older child at that moment. So you just didn't see the relationship that was there. I don't think that they had a favorite or no. they allowed you to do more. But it was just no, like Kendra could do more. No, I, and I was gonna say, that. I do get it to hell. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why? I was hell. Yeah. When, when I, I came home, when I came home from college, and Kendrick could roll out with her friends and be like, I'm yeah. going such. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Let her do that. Yeah. I will admit that yeah. that was me. And that's what my mama that was said. Me. Girl, I ain't I got time to chase chasing behind, behind her. her yeah. <laughs> well, you sure could chase me. me. Yes, yes. And not nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Shay, we was alert. No, we was on top of things. I 
was a lot, and that's the truth. You had me. You should have been thirty. Yeah, I'm gonna tell. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. You hear that, Gail? It makes a difference. It does. I will say. I I will agree with that. Cause Devin, I was absolutely harder on her than Carrington. Absolutely, I was. Cause she was the first, and you don't know what you're doing, and you feel like everything they do, you just feel like it's a danger. Even when it's, she couldn't go to the mall. And but but Karen, to Shay point, Carrington was at the mall probably at 13 and or, or less. But Devin couldn't go to. She was like 16. Like big for the phone. It wasn't. It was because. What happened was, just like when you have two kids, like the first one, you're like, oh, you know, I can't, you drop them, you're like, oh, she lived. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, it's cool. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they live. <laughs> you was more protective. You just didn't know no. what the outcome was going to exactly. be. Exactly. And I agree. Like, oh, and exactly, and that's the thing. The it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be all right. They're gonna be all right. Yep, yeah. they tumble down the steps. They good. You be like, baby, you cool. You don't even be like, <gasps> like you, you crying. Yes, oh work it, baby. Like, okay, shake it off. <laughs> yeah. shake it off. You be yeah. at the emergency every five minutes. Like, yeah, oh, she ain't got to go. Like she yep. cool. Yep. Absolutely, it is. It's, I think that's the difference. Because my kids say that, Shay, and I know it's true. I'll admit it. Devin couldn't do hardly what Carrington could do. It's the truth. It's the truth. Speaking of having favorites and making choices, let's break down this quote from the text on page 447. It was, <laughs> it was not that Brooke loved her father more or that she loved her mother less. The body could find balance between opposing forces. The mind can do the same. Two things can be true. Hallelujah. We are not a monolith, but that's another conversation for another day. Do you believe their statement about people? For example, R. Kelly, genius or abuser, sexual abuse victim or sexual abuse predator, Savannah, victim of her parents or crazy person? That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. They don't be knowing. We don't know all of these. Let's talk about it. Two things can be true. Two things can be true. It's that the body and the brain. It'll catch up. It'll catch up. Well, according to the testimony, the women that testified, he was all there. He was all there. But I think it was, uh, well, I know it's not in this book, but it was something very poignant in the other book that we read um, when she said, to your point about this sexual predator, sexual abuse, these labels, how we protect those types of people. Like, because they exist in your family. So, like, it's always this, well, don't say no, no, you know, don't be cool along with Uncle so-and-so. You know yeah. how he is. It's, it's always that talking around it, but it's never, let's call the police on Uncle so-and-so because he's clearly sexually abusing children. And so I feel it's the same with the R. Kelly thing. Like, everybody starts to keep saying, well, what about the other people who was helping him do it? It don't matter. If, if one of you guys brought a 14-year-old little boy in here, none of us is going to be like, well, he here. You know what I mean? Like, so this whole argument of, well, uh, what other people need to be handled and done, that takes nothing away from what he's done. 
No. And I just think like to me that that's the rub for me. It's like how are we literally and, and again all this council culture I ain't for all let's get rid of his music because the man's a musical genius. Let's be clear. Like that is it, besides his proclivities he's a musical genius. So that stands alone. But as far as the other side of what comes with him, two things can be true. He is an absolute musical genius. His music changed the world. We can say that and also say he's a sexual predator. Mm-hmm. Two things are true. Right, but we, my whole thing is you can't condemn someone forever for the things that they have done. So I've done something wrong mm-hmm. and I pay for that and then we move on from it. But he hasn't paid yet. And to your point, it wasn't, condemnation came because it was swept under the rug for so long. And everybody made it to to the people who keep saying, what about everybody else who was complicit? Everybody, including the industry, everybody knew this was going on and it was complicit. Everybody assisted with this going on. This man didn't live in a vacuum to everybody's point. But my point is, everybody protected that. And that don't make it right. And this idea, and to your point, canceling his music to me is still too separate things like but if you if that's where we at in society that's what people want to do fine but if his song come on i'm not gonna run out the room screaming and crying i mean those are two different things to me but he hasn't paid anything this has just come to fruition and nobody thought to me to make him pay before he abused people later this been going on for years since Aaliyah. the woman been dead longer than she was alive and i'm not at any means defending our case so let's be clear about that um i think that he was accused and he has to pay for his actions if that you know he was accused but we just talked about a couple questions ago about things are different so at some point in life you had a 21 year old dating a 14 year old that was the thing that was the thing Um, you had marriages who you had marriages that you had arranged marriages so you had people who okay when my my child is i'm grooming my child so when they become 14 15 years old they're going to marry this 19 20 21 25 year old because this is what we want to have happen so you have to think about those things when you're accusing someone of like people sweeping things under the rug because some things were acceptable. acceptable. Okay, but if he thought that, then he would have been out with it. Let me, to your point, Gina, let me say, I agree. Let me say this. If you feel- But you don't know that he wasn't out. So let me stop you with that. You don't know that he hid some of these things because they were- He went to trial the first time and said he was He went to trial because somebody thought it was wrong. But to your point, you just said a couple minutes ago that a lot of people knew what was going on. So he didn't technically hide it. So it wasn't like he was going to a different country, a different state. He, a lot of people, his whole camp knew what was going on. Some of those Victim fans knew. knew. Victims knew. Like it wasn't like he was like totally hiding. Like this is who I am. I'm hiding who I am. So I'm this person from nine to five, and I'm this person from six to twelve. A lot of people knew what he was doing. Yeah, they did. A lot of people knew. But I, but I go so back he wasn't to totally but, hiding. But I, but I go back to, and like we just said about the people in our family, we all know, like people can say, oh, you know how uncle so-and-so is. Because everybody know and the family isn't pressing charges and everybody know he the funny uncle. Don't make it, doesn't make it like, like, Okay, but who like said I, it was okay? But that's but right. this is what I'm who saying. Said it? But this is what I'm saying. It is because that's what she's saying. Like in society, there was a time where these things were accepted, so society was saying it okay. That's the point Gina's making. It was transitional. Like now we might clutch our pearls, but her position is 
50 years ago, 100 years ago, mm-hmm. the idea of somebody 12, 13, 14 being married wasn't considered, oh my God. It was the norm. It was the norm. Yeah, it was the norm. But to your point, society did change and evolve. And we have statutory laws on the books now. So that's who's saying it's wrong. And let me just say this on the flip side. If it was one of our children, we wouldn't think that shit was right. So, so to me, it's, it is a morality choice. But again, I get what you're saying. If you're on the other side of the fence, where you okay with a 14-year-old and a 21-year-old, then you don't see nothing wrong with that, which is why you have people in defense of it. So you're right. It's two to what she said. Two things can be true. Some people feel that that's an acceptable thing. They 14-year-old could date a 21-year-old, and other people feel it's unacceptable. So it's a choice. Because society <clears throat> has made us to feel that way. Because you have some ages. Is, what we're talking about is very sensitive. Don't get me wrong. But the situation in general, because you have some 14 year to your point in the other question like we were talking about one child did something and another child didn't do something you have some 14 year olds who are okay like when we were growing up to catch the 19 to the mall and hang out at Randall Park Mall and do a couple things and then catch the, 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 the bus, bus back home. home now we stand outside of school and wait for all these parents to be scared they can't walk around the corner so like it's, it's just different because of what though you know like what are we saying is different like what are we now like because the rules change who changed those rules who changed but those i think things? but at, at some like, point in don't. society to me we which we still struggle as black people today being accepted in society but there was a point in time where it was literally okay to have separate and to put us in chains and slavery and all that so the fact that the society changes evolves to be better i don't see the problem with that so if at some point we didn't recognize that somebody 12 or 13 being married wasn't really a problem i don't see the point in why it's an issue that we've evolved as a society to say that shit sucks and that's stupid because this is still a child we know just developmentally this child is still a child so even if back then we were just societal wise or just not lack of knowledge about the development of the brain we thought that shit was okay we've evolved past that it's no different see, to me with other things to break that to break it all up r kelly is a genius yeah. however he was victimized and due to his victimization if you will and not having the therapy or having somebody in his corner to say no this is wrong and this is how you did this is he was able to victimize other people so if we relay it back to the book savannah your parents played the fuck out of you yes between your crazy mama and your daddy who lied and then you are now a product in the divorce you are now a product of how you were raised. Yeah. So now you out here terrorizing everybody you, based off of how you yes, were raised. Up until the, the, the end. The, 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 the very no, end. That baby say, my mama played too. The, the, okay. the, the, the very end. Yes. The very end. Yes. The very yes. end. Yes. The right end. Yes. You are exactly, yes. you were victimizing, you yep. out here doing that. This That's a great thing. Yes. So you got to look at every aspect. It's not just based on one thing. In his trial, you, you got to look at everything. Oh, absolutely. You, Everything. Absolutely. Then, I mean, you. That's why it's just a sensitive subject. Because even if you take it back another layer, like you have some thirteen and fourteen year olds who you say have to be in middle school and go through high school because they're not, their mind is not, or we perceive their mind to not be developed. But then you have some thirteen year old prodigies who are in college. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you just, you have. It's so sensitive that you just can't 
say it's nothing, every nothing bubble. Is, but let me say, it's, it's nothing in society is a one size fits one size my, fits That's all. my point. Though. So, but that's so but, but that but that, you but can't I'm not, judge people by the situations that they're in because every situation is so different. That was good on that because that that's why the whole question was set up that way. When she actually talks about that, you know, the brain and the body can, you know, catch up to be that too because it's just like who here right now if they mama kills somebody gonna stop loving that mama. Right. Or if my son. Or your son. Or your child. You know, who if your child went and raped a 13 year old girl, you you ain't gonna stop loving No, but I'ma say it wasn't right. You know it wasn't right what you did, but I'm not gonna you're right. I'm not gonna stop. But but I think that's the difference. Let me say this. It's one thing for somebody to say, okay, yeah, I fall on the sword, I did these things and and that's one way. But when you're like in constant denial of it and in constant like, you know, like it seemed like Savannah was like that in the book to me. Like she knew she was doing wrong, but it was just kind of like, I don't care. Or, or like just like she was like sociopathic to me. But then you got such empathy when her and uh, Joy went to the lodge. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like you said, like it made me think, is she really, really crazy? Or is it just a situation, like you said, being coming up in that environment, coming up with what she had, she was more damaged. Because mm-hmm. there's a difference between being damaged, gotta work through yourself and crazy. And I just, I don't know, I just couldn't pinpoint it with her. At some point, I just felt like she was absolutely crazy. But then at some point when you got the backstory, it was like, but was it her childhood that really just damaged her that caused her to like hurt people, hurt people? So her, her parents created her to be to be, to be that way. Because even with her brother going on to be a successful tennis player, she wanted to be a prima ballerina or she wanted to be successful in, in ballet, but she couldn't because the mom was crazy and couldn't make heads or tail as to, you know, pay for her to go to the dance classes, make sure she have enough food. And so we can go on to, we can skip and go to question 15. It says Savannah. A, who is Savannah? B, when you learn her story, did you feel sorry for her? C, why was she able to relate to Joy so much? D, why did Joy go to the retreat with Savannah? And E, was her B slash vendetta against the Delaney's valid or embellished? Did she kill her mother? So this is a loaded <laughs> yeah, question. She so killed her since mother. we're talking about Savannah, let's just I think hone e- this in. I think the easiest answer is she killed her mother. I think that I, I think she did because she only left her that power bar in the waters and she was going she for said, a long time. Yeah. Who was going to unlock the door? Huh? Yeah, nobody nobody was gonna that's what I'm saying. Door. I think her mother died. I, th- I assume she was dead. I, I, thought. I assume too. I just you don't think anybody came. Who, who, who was going to Who knew that was there? But nobody knew. She said her the mother. neighbors don't live right near to her even if she yelled for help. She said, yeah. well, nobody here. Because yeah. she probably would, never went to anybody else. She all them days. All she was on yeah. yeah. twenty one <laughs> days with Joy, and it did. And before, and that. before that, she had went somewhere else before she met Joy. So yeah, she was gone for a long time, she and it was the man. She was the doctor, the, right? Yeah, the doctor and Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so she was. She got her mother. I thought her mother. I just assumed that her mother died a slow death. I felt like she was gonna drink all that water, eat all them uh, the, the protein the, bars, and that was gonna be it. Oh, you had a TV in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yes. The mother. 
And she it, has some men <laughs> And that goes back to the to E. Was her B slash vendetta against the Delaney's valid or was it embellished? In her mind, it was embellished and she thought it was valid. Remember, until everything unraveled, they were the ones who dogged her when she was in the house. The sister would make the sandwich. The other uh, boy threw the racket at her, hit her leg. She had, in her mind, magnified everything because she looked at it like, this family stole my brother from me. This is why we, you know, they separated. She put so much, again, she magnified them and she, they didn't even think about her. Nobody remembered her until she brought the story and up. They wouldn't make a sandwich for her. And even going to Joy, well, we see the reference with Joy later, but earlier in the book, Joy say one time she had a breakdown and a kid come into the laundry room while she was crying. Yes. And, that's and that happened to be Savannah. Savannah. So Savannah interacted with all of the ladies that, that day. But I mean, is that really something from you to 20 years later come knock on my mama door yeah. talk about yeah. I ain't make you a sandwich? When didn't nobody know who you were? Right. Exactly. We you you just walking in somebody's house. Years later, times three hundred sixty-five. But that's what's scary that people can plot and plan mm-hmm. against you like that. Like some perceived slight or real slight, right? Can fester for somebody to where they out to get you. I mean, that just that that whole and thing that, was that, like, that wow. Valid, is it valid or is it embellished? I think it was, it was embellished. It was embellished to embellished. me, and it was embellished because. You, for whatever reason, locked in on them and felt that they were the reasoning that you ain't have enough food to eat. But that's all kids do. You know, like kids are like they might like remember, you know how people say kids will think sometimes when you, their parents are arguing it's their fault, even though they're not even in, on the subject, they're not, but they somehow feel if I was a better kid, if I was a good kid, then they would then, then mm-hmm. my parents wouldn't argue or their parents divorced my dad when they left if I was a good kid. So I just feel like that. Like I think in her eight year old or nine year old mind, everything was crumbling in her in her life and she had to put it on something. Mm-hmm. She ain't had to where was all the things different to me at well, that little age? Well, here's my question, and I know it. I know time plays a role, but you're not gonna catch me with my door unlocked. I don't care if I'm running in the house to grab something. I'm turning my alarm <laughs> on. I'm locking my door. So, how comfortable were they to live, lead their life of four kids, and run a business where that somebody they don't know can just walk in? Going, she was on the back porch. She was in the laundry room. She was in the kitchen. She was all up and through their household, and nobody was the wiser, or nobody said, "Who are you?" But they said that they had they was running the school. And remember, and that was why she was mean to the little girl because she said the kids felt like their house, their their home. The tennis kids felt like it was their house, and she said, "I what I snapped at her because I was tired of them treating my house like it was their house." She was going through something that particular day, which is why she was kind of, I think they always, because these kids were were wealthy, they were privileged children, so she said they kind of treated their home kind of like it was. The extension of a country club. Yeah. But see, and I'm sorry, I have boundaries. Y'all can't come past this door. This red door right here, y'all come past it. We have issues, and I'm cussing you out. Feel however type of way you need to feel. But that tennis courts, training, restroom right here for you little little chill area but this is my house like this is my personal space this is where i walk around in my towel because wasn't the son was it troy or logan yeah in his towel like seriously and you over here as you said plotting 
years later because you said I couldn't have a banana out your book bag. You said I couldn't be in the kit. And you was yelling you at me because you was crying. I'm just saying, like, who but, are you? Yeah, and that's crazy how that really affected her life. Like like you said, but she was already starving, remember, because the mother had starved her prior to. Mm-hmm. So even her mother starving her, her mind is weak. Her, she not even at, as a little kid, she's starving. So did she really have this photogenic, photographic, just whatever they said I think she, she had. might have. Yeah, because she just a straight took the girl Marvin Forrest's uh, story uh-uh. and made yeah, it up. I was almost like, well, we yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when she, well, like you say, but it goes back to, I kept saying Tanya all when I was reading the book, is she crazy or just damaged? Like, because those are two different things. And I was like, but some of the stuff she was doing was com- like crazy. But it made, it seemed like it made her go crazy. Y'all think she was really crazy? I just like, think it was like, how she was raised. Crazy, crazy. Well, and let's just like, mental health crazy. Let's go back to question C then and say, why was she able to relate to Joy so much? Like, did she just want that mother figure? And did Joy give that to her because Joy wanted daughters that she could shop with and didn't have big feet? So, you know, what? Right, but wait, what is they just I, accept, yes, they accommodate each other. Yes, I think they filled a void that each person had. I think Joy wanted to mother too, mother her away that her kids never needed her to mother them. Like, remember she was talking about tucking her in and running her bath and doing that kind of thing. Like, Joy's kids were pretty independent. They were like pretty much going to this practice, doing their own thing. So they kind of didn't need her in that affectionate motherly way. And they really did though, but she didn't pick up on that. Because remember, Troy was saying how that's what made him and her close. And then Amy wanted a different relationship, but she always had those headaches. Or Brooke had the headaches. Brooke had the headaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like I said, I just think that when she felt so bad about that Brooke situation, she could help Savannah. She couldn't fix Brooke or help Brooke, Mm -hmm. but she could help, like she could fix Savannah in her mind. And you know what else, though? Going back to um, Joy, and like, I'm like, her being superwoman and tiny might and want everything her way. She didn't even want, want Brooke to have that practice. Remember, she's like, you're going to ruin your, your marriage. marriage with your husband. Mm-hmm. You need to be at home. You know, but you harboring all these mm, inner, resentments you, and you feelings. Yeah. All this, but you tell this baby, don't you start no practice <laughs> of your own. You're going to ruin your marriage. Mm-hmm. You can't have no kids going to work every day like that. But this. that's what I think why she said that because she knew from her resentments, I tried to do both and both don't work. So I think that's what Joy kind of started feeling toward when she was, you know, going on through her life. So she was, I think, directing Brooke, like, stick to your marriage and your family. Don't try to start a practice, which is going to be hard work and tear you away from that and then make your loyalties divided. I think she saw what her trying to do both and didn't feel satisfied and acknowledged. She didn't want Brooke to go through that. That's how I looked at it. Not that she was killing her dreams, but just don't do what I did kind of thing. Like, don't do what I did. Don't make that mistake. So why does George go on a retreat with her? I, I feel she felt sorry for her. That's why I don't know. Did I George feel sorry for her? Did I George like, he gonna kill me, I'm gonna kill him, let me get up out of here. Both. I thought she felt sorry for both. her. It was both. It was both. Or just let me have my opportunity to go away and like you not know. Like you do. You, or you ain't know where we was. Yeah, and she's like that five days of twenty one. And the dog ate But but a part of me felt like, bitch, you knew that magnet ain't work. You knew that shit <laughs> no, was gonna no, fall. No, like, come on. No, because you knew. Her, so, yeah. But no, I thought to me that was funny because 
it aggravated her that he made that point that he brought up that the magnet was too heavy. Mm-hmm. Like that was a point of contention. So I thought she was being a smart ass. So I put it on her like, huh, did you like, you know, mm-hmm. got something to say about this magnet and it blew back on her. Mm-hmm. Again, unintended consequences. She was to me being petty by using a magnet and the damn magnet fell off like you keep telling your silly ass it's going to fall off the refrigerator mm-hmm. and then the dog ate your letter. So I felt like her petty yeah. caused that whole situation because she was petty by using that magnet. And I, I don't know if y'all touched on this, but Let's go back to how Savannah showed up on their doorstep. My thing is, what was her ulterior motive? I, I don't know if she was just so off-put that they were so welcoming and that Joy made her a meal, ran her bathwater, and did this, 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 that she altered her plans on, I'm not going to destroy yeah, you. She did. And then from that, okay, well, I think I actually like you. You, you are welcoming. Let me feed you. Let me stay here and do this, that, and the third. I just think it's awesome writing on the author's part because you're thinking okay well maybe this woman is really in need and there is no ulterior motive and she really was somebody who needed help i did think that until she tried to keep amy from coming in the house that day Mm -hmm. like now you done lost your mind yeah but but how you don't have did they i'm sorry did they knock on the door how they ain't got a key thank you because does everybody have a key to their mama house yeah Yeah, i couldn't understand that like Y'all live in the same city. But I think it speaks to, like, that's what she was saying. Like, some of that closeness that she wanted with her grown kids was missing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think, and it wasn't intentional, though. It wasn't like they hated Joy. To, as somebody else said that earlier, like, it wasn't that I hate Joy and I love my daddy. It wasn't that with them. It was just they go, got grown. Yeah. They got grown. And she and then she retired, and that just hit her all at once. I think if it had been where she didn't have that tennis for so long after they left, it would have, you know, gradually hit her. But when it was just everything stopped, mm-hmm. I think it was just too much. Who, who is Savannah? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought that. I didn't know. But did she kill her mother? I think her mother died. Because I don't think she went back. Yeah, okay. We all think her mother. Because then her mother saying all that stuff. Oh, Savannah, you had it Right. What is wrong with you? You don't think she get ready to set you up? Because in her mind, she no, I didn't. Sorry, question. Do y'all think it was valid? Do you think she should go to jail for killing her? Yeah, you know, because she was. Let me say this: if she had done it at a younger age, then maybe not. But you was grown, gone out this woman's house, and you came back to kill her. Like I think (laughs) that's yeah, like that's the case. But but no, but let me say the difference. You said she was sick, though. No, I I was asking. No, I was asking. What did you guys think? Because I couldn't settle really on. Was she super? I just think she's sick. When she told crazy. her man, my mama played tennis. I think that they will bring yes. charges against her, but then they will be like, oh, okay, this, this chick, yeah, something. But, so I, let's but like put I said, I just think if she had killed her mom in that way when she was younger, after her mother had literally starved this poor child, I think, because like the lady who was had the Munchausen and made her daughter think that she was, remember in the wheelchair and all that, and the girl, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And I the girl, that, I yeah, mm-hmm. that movie, whatever that situation was, I have more sympathy for her because she was literally living in that crazy situation mm-hmm. and it was like when people kill their abusers or something that's a little different but the fact that that girl was grown crazy had, had made all these plots and plans and then came all the way back to kill her mother i just think that's different but to your point she probably get committed but i couldn't waver between 
Was she just super crunk, just like you say, bipolar or or psychopathic yeah, or something? Or was she just like a damaged person? I don't want the world to think I'm defending R. Kelly. Oh. <laughs> what I am about to say is the same thing to Shalita's point. He was victimized and then he was kind of doing what he knew, what, knew or what, what he done to him. Right. So do we give him a pass? Cause we we giving Savannah a pass. I didn't say and give her give a pass. Him... I said premeditated murder. No. I was not giving her a pass. No, no, no. Then we also said that like because of her past, or if she would have did it when she was eight or nine, when she was victimized when she was eight or nine, it would be okay. Like, I'm I just saying okay. that like sometimes when we give our give somebody's uncle a pass, it's not because we don't think that they're doing wrong. It's just that we know that they may have a past and we might can help them through their past. Like Joy thought that she can help Savannah through her past. That's so she wasn't- Uh-uh, because so Joy wanted yes. that open eyes. I don't think she thought she was helping Savannah because she said that she was like, I'm more knowledgeable of who she is. Like I'm walking to this with her with my eyes wide open. Because right, I'm helping her is. because I know that this, this girl came back. She came in my house one day when she was 10 years old and she harboring all these feelings when she was 10 years old. So I'm gonna help her because now she's 20 something, 30, what, she 29, 28, around the same age as uh, Brooke, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to help her because I understand that she has some issues right. that go way deeper than me. Way deeper than that one day she came in her house. So I'm gonna help her. So the same kind of situation the, is kind of- I, I agree with you, that grace, that mercy, I'm gonna give you that, that pass, mm -hmm. but for R. Kelly, and I love me some R. Kelly and I stand for him, but dude, you can only get so many passes. And just because the justice system failed with trying to get you the first time, you were, to me, that arrogant or that just Nino Brown, you can't touch me or whatever, whoever, whatever reference I make and I'm gonna keep doing it again and again and that's over and I'm over and that's what catches me get that help that's like, what catches it's, me it's different right it's different when people to your point like you saying this the, the the uncle whatever different views society whatever people don't tell whatever but when you were in that case i mean it's no different than i just saw a documentary that had prince and um george michael on there and they were talking about how they both died of these you know drugs or whatever great talents but they had a substance abuse problem to your point they got all the means in the world to, to go to rehab to do that but they didn't take advantage of that particular part of their money they decided to do the drugs so that's different to me well my thing is r kelly dude they caught you on tape peeing on a little girl that should have been your red flag right oh, motherfucking God. there that should have been your red flag oh shit let me slow right. up let me and let so, me move different let me do something Right, unless I'm really wrong with you. And if back you to Joy, back if to you, Savannah. Yeah, if you get, if you get, if I get a break, because I've been playing crazy, and then you say, "Hey, I'm like, I ain't gonna yep. do that shit no more." Yeah, okay. I'm gonna touch this spot unless something really wrong yes. with me. That's true. What? Yeah. And oh, I think that's what we don't really want to face. Oh, he a yeah. dick. But mm. we really don't want to pull that layer of the onion back and say, yeah. this dude really was in, she don't mean in special ed. He 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 and they need to give him some medication. We don't want to have that conversation. We don't want to have that conversation. That's my question. What happened to the kids once they leave high school? See, that's what I'm telling you. We don't want the support. We don't. We don't. Didn't I say the other day? 
you don't ever hear the judge say that's a manifestation of his disability. <laughs> or he had an IEP, so I'm going to go slow. Thank you. I'm going to tell you that, because mm-hmm. that's why when I hate when we go in them MDRs, when kids fight, that's on special ed, and then they say, oh, yeah, that's a manifestation of his disability. To fight? <laughs> that ain't got nothing <laughs> to do with it. Learn it. Learn disability. It. Right. Opposition or defiant mm-hmm. and all that. If you go out there and shoot somebody, you going to jail. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> point judge blank. don't say that. Last question. <laughs> Harry Potter is the new Shakespeare. I mean, really. How many books have we read that oh, have oh, Harry oh, Potter oh, references? Oh, Let's talk about Harry Potter. Again, page 127. Reference. And the pandemic. I love the fact that she referenced the pandemic. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm I like, so. oh, this happening in real time. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I and I think all of that played a role, like y'all said, where they were at when they left the band in that house. Mm-hmm. Leia had enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just and I think too, even like with the toilet paper saying like toy without mm-hmm. toy without his money was able to get them <laughs> what they needed, supplies, what they needed, the supplies. Mm-hmm. So and again, just pouring out the fact that the rich was able to sustain themselves mm-hmm. during you know this time. Which is I put that you know the Harry Potter is the new Shakespeare. I keep saying that like I told Toy earlier. When we were coming up, movies, whatever, you always heard Shakespeare. To thine own self be true, you know, mm-hmm. quote Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet, you know, mm-hmm. all these things. This, that's yeah, Harry, to be or not to be, exactly. That is Harry Potter now, like, that is. And I can't wait till we look that upon as geniuses, because we've been saying this shit since 1997. <laughs> right. Like... Listen, it is. I mean, mm-hmm. even the hood books we read, I'm even saying, the old reference, right. yeah. got yeah. Harry Potter references. Uh-huh. Urban TV shows, urban yeah. TV but, show, yeah. But the difference is that we had to read Shakespeare. Some people don't have to read Harry Potter, it's right? Getting so there, it's almost though. right. It needs it's to get it's there. getting there because Shakespeare, you know, Harry Potter is one of the on band. It's on the band book list, you know, for the longest because of the whole we've talked about that witchcraft and yeah. sorcery and things like that. And we've all we talked about too how those things are there, but we have our beliefs. We believe mm-hmm. in one God, you know. We know the difference between this fiction and this you know that. But you're right. Shakespeare, but there's classes that you there's gonna be English classes. You're gonna take just like you had to take Shakespeare mm-hmm. as an English teacher, you're gonna be talking about Harry Potter because it's that it's that big, it had mm-hmm. that impact on the world. And but what's a shame is sometimes, like you said, I think where like you said, Shay, it just has to be brought into the curriculum because mm-hmm. I think we only know what we know about Shakespeare because we were, you know, made to learn about yes. it. Mm-hmm. I, but like you said, I think our community especially misses a lot on some great things because it's not a part of the curriculum. You know what Absolutely. I mean? And, Absolutely. And so, like I said, because again, like I said, my kids never read, they never was into that, but they were into Mockingjay and that whole series. They didn't even get into Twilight. Yeah. Like, they mm-hmm. missed both of those. My kids were just, that was just not their picks yeah. but but like i said but what they focused on you know what i mean but i can see where just like i said if it becomes like mainstream to the point of okay this is part of curriculum i think it's value added i think it's value added especially when he goes through so much mm-hmm. and kids at that age go through so much and yeah. i think that book speaks so much to what kids go through mm-hmm. i think they can see the light at the end of the tunnel by going through harry's story so I think just from that benefit alone, because it's written on their level, it's written for what they experience, 
with the bullying and just people coming for you and having to fight back, I think it should be there just on that strength alone. And there are agree. some there are some English teachers that use it because I mean, our friend EJ said, hell, she couldn't even speak English when she got to America and the English really? teacher gave it to her. Yeah, that's what she always say, like, honey, that hair pot, I couldn't even speak English when I got here. And that teacher gave me that. And there are some of the words were some of the words were fictional words. Like she was like, are these real words? She didn't um, she didn't know. Like spelling it almost is that real? <laughs> or is that Harry Potter talk? You know. So I just think that there, but there are some English teachers who are into Harry Potter that uses it in their classroom. And yeah, but I mean, he, Harry Potter is a banned book. I mean, and you can use the spiritual. Yeah, yeah, we definitely talk about that all the time. And I think, and a good way to close this out, what I've been struggling with the most about us like even connecting to the MuggleNet world like I just keep saying this there's other people hearing us like but our people are missing out because of those misconceptions like mm-hmm. you said like people don't even realize the level of what have happened with us like our people don't realize what we're doing like I had to literally say it's like we signed with Bad Boy it's like we signed with Rockefeller <laughs> seriously yeah. but, they, but don't, they don't know people right. don't understand that because mm-hmm. oh it's Harry Potter I ain't paying no attention exactly but you don't even realize what we just it's did all they think about, mm-hmm. oh, it's pitching. But not even it's, it's, it's just not. To go back to what Serena, well, it was actually on the recorded, but I'm just going to put it out there. Like, black people don't allow children to have feelings. Like, we don't really talk about what their feelings are. Just do what I tell you to do. Yeah. And, and do it when I tell you yeah. to do it. I don't believe it. I don't believe A it. lot of people do though, and that's they why do, they probably can't it. relate to Harry Potter because Harry Potter, Potter excuse me, had feelings, and you have to acknowledge acknowledge that. those feelings and talk about those feelings and kind of relate to where he was and where he's going. And sometimes you just like, oh, oh well, you you went through that. Oh well, you made it. Let's keep moving. You did this. Let's keep moving. And that doesn't happen in some other nationalities is all right. I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying a lot of people do, but a lot of people don't. And that's why sometimes they can't relate to Harry Potter because you have to validate those feelings that you really just kind of... But that goes back to the apple that we talked about literally. your parents telling you this. You grew up with your mother or father saying, do as I say, not as I do. You so you start you start teaching your kids that. But I don't I don't believe I don't but believe I, in that. But I think it's kind of what um, my boy always say, rise above your raisin. Like just because you were raised like that, like it has to be a conscious effort to do different. And I agree with you, because I was raised like that. But moving my children where we did, I quickly learned that the way I was parented wasn't gonna work because they were told that their feelings matter. And so that whole way of parenting. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, but to, but to what Regina is saying, that is very true because the way I raised my kids is total opposite of how I was raised because it was that your feelings don't matter, kind of put them in a box. But my children, that, that was squashed early on. At five years old, I was told about their feelings and how I need to acknowledge and be emotionally supportive. <laughs> so yeah, so that kind of went out the window and it changed my parenting because trust me, had they had they not voiced that kind of thing at such an early age, it wouldn't have occurred to me. I would have been the whole, well, that's how it was done with me. Like, you know, and I think that like you say, you got to rise above your raisin. Which say. is what Savannah couldn't do. So. Mm-hmm. Savannah couldn't rise above so her raisin. You got to do what I tell you because I said so. Yeah. And 
I'll tell you when you get 16 why I said that when he was 12. But with that being said, like right now, my baby texting me. I hope, you know, she's talking about you left me and I'm still having feelings about the poison. Girl, get over your feelings about this poison because it wasn't poison. You just can't touch it. That's I it. said no. That's now, it. Now, when you get tea and then be like, oh, it's hot. But no, no, it's no. You cannot do it. I don't have to explain to you why you can't do it. And we have to have a conversation. No, we don't. Not about yeah. everything. No. Some things, I'll, I'll give you that. But not about every situation. Mm-hmm. Some things, just warn a no. That's it. And everybody has to be okay with the no sometimes. <laughs> Don't have no when you get 21. You don't have to be okay with the no. And that's what happened. And they don't understand that. And that's nobody's ever told them. People saying no, no, you're not good enough to play in the NFL. No, you're not good enough to be in the NFL. Now you want to NBA. Now you want to hang commit suicide because you've been given yes, yes, yes when you should have been told no, no, no. Hence why long. Hence why I hate participation awards. Back to that. Because no, you didn't win and you don't get a, a prize for participating. Mm-hmm. And that goes feeding into that. Yeah. That's feeding into that. That's that whole, and and that and I see that with some of my kids' older friends, you know, now that whole thing, they're getting to college and understanding it ain't as gravy. You know, like that that break from home. You know, my friends are going through that with some of their kids want to come home. No. But see, it's that learned helplessness. See, now they on their own. They see it, it was so much nicer in mommy's house. Mm-hmm. Mommy was getting on my nerves three weeks ago, but now that I'm in college and got to stand for myself and think for myself, where's then where's my mother? Absolutely. They don't Because 
they can think outside the box. Mm-hmm. They can problem solve mm-hmm. versus the straight A student yeah. who everything yeah. been given yeah. to you. And they, ha- they, they going to run out that classroom with their hair on fire. Exactly. Soon as, mm-hmm. soon as that. Exactly. <laughs> They're falling out of school Woo-hoo. because yeah. they can't think. Wow. And that's what's happened that's on jobs. That's, that's what's happened on jobs as well. That's what that's what people in these big Fortune 500 companies are saying. Yeah. Kids are leaving college and they can't think critically. they rather take the high school seven. I raised my three siblings so I know how to cook, clean, talk to my friends Multitask. on the phone, yeah. get my homework done, and yeah. get myself ready for school, school in the morning. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I can yes. succeed. Yes, yes. Yeah. I can think outside because, of the box. Because the box. that person is a hustler and a thriver and yeah. a survivor, baby. Yeah. And you want that on your team all day yeah. long. Yeah. And I was just saying that's that. because that's that, that's a, It's a big deal. But you it's know what a I big say, deal. But People don't want to accept it, but it's a big deal. But Maya, I'm going to tell you, I just had this on my team. I just told them, you guys give instructional emails for, for help. That's great. But you keep forgetting. People have comprehension issues. It ain't the instruction is the problem. They don't know how to apply the instruction given. I said, so you all get frustrated because you're telling them well, here's the guidance and here's the, the, the manual that says to do this. I said, but they're missing the comprehension piece. I said, so you guys keep telling me, okay, I'm frustrated because I gave this instruction. I said, but are you helping them comprehend? Two different things. I give you instruction all day long if you don't understand how right. to apply it, right. then that's the part. And these are grown yes. people. These okay. aren't children okay. I work with. Okay. 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Apply what you want. Exactly. And it's grown people who can't do that. And they wonder why these kids are suffering. But it's it's what you learn. It's what you learn how to how to make right. And when you do everything for your kids, you take that away. And they do learn that learned helplessness. She said she was gonna stay with him until his, they find his mother, but they didn't say that they were gonna stay together. Yeah, but I think he had he the way he was called. He was more like a Yes. Yes. But he became a coach and I was happy. Yeah. When he told, when he said, you got to see this little kid, and he finally, because he well, said, his daddy that, say, please, please don't ask me to do yeah, it. You do yes. it yourself. So his daddy believed in him. Right. Yes. And they just, and it was so crazy how much they cared. Oh, man, we could talk for a long time. So I said, well, I forgot to say, fuck what you heard. Joy said, I know my girls when they made no cast at your ass. Oh, yes, she did. Oh, as bad as, yes, she Joy did. Joy said, I don't give a fuck what he do. Yep. He ain't made no right. cast at you. And I love that. And that was the thing. She thought that was going to be the way. She thought it was going to be the breaker. Yeah. No, nah, he ain't done that, baby. You can take Troy money all you want. Yeah. But he ain't did that. Yeah. But to me, that's so crazy because you can call her on that, but then go that spend 21 okay. days with her. Because <laughs> I ain't trying to spend no time. You just try to do my, throw my husband under the bus. <laughs> She know you crazy. Exactly. <laughs> but when she gets to the retreat and she say that she get mad at her when she realized it was her that called the, 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 his call, job, her baby Logan's job, job yeah. and, 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 and cancel Brooke's, Brooke's appointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that made her mad. Yeah. Yeah. That's when she cussed uh, Savannah ass out in that tent. When she found out about that, she like, now hold your horse. might have been stuck in that tent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ain't leaving now. And then when she, but Savannah told her, honey, Joy, you ain't, this ain't the tip of the iceberg, baby. I let you off easy. Remember she told her, some of the stuff I did, you don't want to know. Yeah, Savannah, that's what I kept saying. Is this girl just psycho? Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in as we finished our discussion on Apples Never Fall. What novel will we be discussing next? Stay on the lookout. More to come soon. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is LOL. Until the very end.